Ladies and gentlemen, is the decades-long Sydney institution that puts sport front and centre. Oh, right. In 2023, absolutely brilliant. Here comes the ready now. This motley crew are taking another lap around the park. Figuratively. They're not doing any more cardio than they need to these days. Would you put your hands together? Iron Woman, Candace Warner, Racing Royalty, Richard Friedman, and a self-proclaimed former soccer prodigy, Brendan Anakin. And here we go. It's the port of call for all the big names from every code. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. So welcome back. Something in that opener piqued your interest, Richard Friedman. I saw your eyebrows raise. Soccer prodigy. Former soccer prodigy. Right. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that, yes, what does that mean? When I was 15, I was very good. How do you know? Uh, well, I was playing uh, youth league for the Wollongong Wolves when I was still in the NSL. Right. And uh, one training session, my groin went one way and my entire body went the other. Right. It snapped. It didn't then... really answer the question, but, mm. you know. Okay. He'll well, start I'm, calling himself the goat soon. It was yeah. elite. It was elite level, I really? would say, back in the day. You're talking this up, aren't you? Back in the day. One time I ran so fast I scared myself. Really? How about that? Yeah. How about that? Okay. I, had to, I had to slow down after that. Really. I don't know yeah, if you're much. a prodigy, but you're something. <laughs> He's something. <laughs> He's something. And wasn't uh, last week something? Good morning as well, Candice Warner. Good morning. Are you well? I'm outstanding. You look well. Yes, you oh, are outstanding. You. Oh, there you go. Oh, come on, Richard. Uh, uh, and, no. th- and thank you for coming in early as well because uh, you don't know this, Candice, but Richard and I, uh, we come in very early. Naked is the day we were born. We wrestle. We wrestle in the studio, much like uh, Jack White and Latrell Mitchell uh, last oh, week. Oh, this is just sick. Yeah, this You're is, a bunch this, of sickos. This, this is a mental picture that he's made up that you now can't unsee. Well, mm. that's right, and I am I am actually visualising this, and I just oil I up. want to throw up. Okay. There's something wrong with <laughs> you. <laughs> I think there's something wrong with it. Yeah. Well, a few people are saying there was something wrong with them wrestling last week as well, and it, it broke after we were off air, the day after we were off air. We didn't get a chance to, to speak about it. What do you think? Just a bit of tomfoolery last week between Whiten and, and Luttrell? Yes. Mm. That's that's what they're well. That's what they're telling us. So you know, they're, they're going to say, "Oh, we're best of mates." Yeah. yeah. Oh, love yous, mate. Look, I think it was a, a little bit of a, a beat up. Obviously, it's not a good look, especially when they were in camp for um, the, for the big game, the All Stars match. The All Stars yeah. match. But I think more with the problem was the fact that you know when Latrell was being held by the police officer, mm. he was sort of. You know, the words that he was saying and things like that. But, look, I don't have a, a huge problem with this. It's not a big it's not a big thing in my house. What no one's bringing up was was the uh, the contrite apology after. Well, Jack Whiten had a, was a lot of contrition. Uh, just listen to Latrell Mitchell at the end here. Just uh, notice if he uh, what he does. I've got to be smart on that, you know. I'm older than Latrell and I should have so took the responsibility earlier and not let us go to town. Me and Jackie boy being, you know, cousins and, and friendly and doing what we do and just having fun. And um, I don't know, would you hear about it if it wasn't Jack or uh, another Sean Mitchell? Bit of third person work. Yeah, didn't really address the issue, did he? <laughs> so, so he has a brilliant sidestep and you saw it there. That's you know, it. he's just stepped around that, that subject. But that's uh, look, a confident man, listen, third person. You haven't been raised in the Friedman family. There's been worse stuff than that go on a million times. In a Canberra nightclub? <laughs> Actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> As Triple M's Dead Set Legends, and speaking of the uh, All-Stars match, they're both playing in it tonight, and Wade Graham is calling it for Triple M, previewing it next on Triple M. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. So I guess officially the curtain raiser to the NRL season tonight, the All-Stars match heading over to New Zealand for the very first time, Rotorua. Uh, one man who's very much looking forward to it, uh, Wade Graham, Sharks captain, proud Indigenous man here to preview it. G'day, Wade. Good morning, good morning. How are we all? Very, Very well, good. thanks, Wade. This is something everyone can get behind, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great game. Obviously, it's a celebration of both cultures. Um, bit of extra excitement this year. First time over in New Zealand with the, the Maori team hosting our boys. Um, and, it's, and like you said before, it's a great way to kick off the NRL season. Um, and it's, it's great to have the footy back. Wade, before we get speaking about more footy, you are a busy man. This is, the, I think, the second or third time we've spoken to you on Triple M this week. You've got the podcast Footy Talk every Tuesday with Woodsy and Maroon. You are in demand. Well, I'm in there tonight as well. I'm actually part of the team with Maroon and Dell calling the game. Calling so it, right. I am a part of the Triple M family, so I'm just doing my best to uh, do a good job. Well, How there's good. a spare chair in here, Wade, if you're, if you, you know, if... <laughs> 
You've got a little well, bit more spare time. I'm currently on my way to the beach to jump into the ocean, so I'll have to just wait till for my shift this afternoon. You guys okay. have to hold the board. That is absolutely know. fair. Uh, what can we expect from the Footy Talk podcast? So it's every Tuesday, you and Woodsy, Maroon. Um, I did I did hear this week uh, Maroon mentioned that the All-Stars match could be considered a bit of a, a glorified trial, which I don't agree with. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, if you listen to the podcast, I certainly put him in his place when he uh, mentioned that comment. It, it's much more than a glorified trial. It means so much, not to the, just to the players, but certainly the communities of um, you know of both cultures. It's an opportunity to really get out there and celebrate it and show off um, the two proud cultures. And we'll see that tonight, no doubt for sure. How much did the team pull up, like, heaving after these early matches? You've played plenty, plenty of, you know, pre-season and... Uh and early matches in the season. It, it, are you really blowing hard after them? Yeah, that, that first game is always a bit of a difficult transition. You can train, we obviously all train hard um, during the pre-season and off-season, but you can never quite replicate um, the intensity of a game. And then you look at a game tonight, it's certainly going to be charged with a lot of extra emotion. Um, those early exchanges, uh, the first 10 minutes can really take it out of you. So, you know, you often see at the start of games, it's important to get the start of the game right because the first team to sort of um, grab hold of that momentum makes that first period a little bit easier um, to get adjusted to. And when you're backing up, you know, in defence early in those matches, you must start to feel it as soon Mm. as you get, you know, a couple of defensive sets in a row. Yeah, well, that's that's where your effort um, certainly takes the most out of you, especially on the back-to-back tackles. If you're making errors and defending back-to-back sets of six, you can really... Um, sap the energy out of you when you, you're just not quite at that top match condition. So it's important, you know, the basics, control the ball, um, try and try and limit the opportunity of the other team in the field position and just stay in control of the match. It's, it's super important throughout the whole year, but, you know, especially at the start of the year when you're trying to get that match condition, uh, just to take care of your fundamental skill and, and make sure you're not giving the opportunity or unnecessary opportunity to the opposition. Wade, your Sharkies beat the Knights last night up in Gosford, 28-16. to 16. How did you rate your performance? Uh, well, I haven't really overly thought it, to be honest. It's just good to get back out there. We played with a lot of the young guys. Um, it was the first opportunity for all our guys to get out there and represent all the hard work we've done over the preseason. So to get out there and see some of our young guys really enjoy it and play well um, and get a, you know, get a first win on the board, it was just... You know, I was just having fun out there to be with all those young guys, to be honest. So it's good to have the footy back and a few bruises this morning. Mm. Um, but like I said, the footy's back. You can feel it in the air. And, um, the season season opener is getting closer and closer. They look younger every year, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they do, they do. They're not getting any smaller either. No. <laughs> Anyone impressing you uh, the most out of that younger contingent coming through? Uh, we've got some good forwards. Tommy Hazelton played well last um, last night for us, and he'll probably feature this year for us for sure. Uh, young Kalara in the centres, he, he played well for us. He debuted last year, and he'll probably get some game time. But we have this new bloke, Daniel Atkinson. He just he's been in the club for honestly two weeks, and he's endeared himself already with the playing group. Just the way he trains, uh, he just has a crack and competes and goes after everything. And he played well last night. A couple of uh, individual. You know, moments where he scored a try and set up another one, and he certainly started his time at the club with a bang. Unreal. If you do super coach, there are a couple of good cheapies then you can yeah. have uh, on your yeah. bench. Uh, yeah, well yeah. done, Wade Graham. We'll, we'll hear you again from uh, 3.30. Uh, Maori taking on the Indigenous. Quick tip uh, for the game. I know you, your heart would say yeah, the Indigenous, uh, uh, yeah. Aussie Indigenous, but your head? Oh, of course I'm pulling for the Indigenous boys. There I just think... Um, you know, we've got a really good back line. As long as we can control the ball and certainly hold our own in the middle, the, the strength of the Kiwis in the forward pack, as long as we can hold our own in the middle, I think our back line will be able to do some damage. So let's no, go, boys. Unreal. Let's go. 3.30, the Savo on Triple M and the listener up. Wade Graham, thanks for your time. No, anytime, fellas, anytime. And Candace, sorry. <laughs> thanks, Wade. <laughs> <laughs> see you, Wade. See you, legend. See ya, see ya. Uh, time for this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Let's get some overnight scores. Bruin the crickets. Uh, stumps on day two. India lead Australia by 144 runs with three wickets still in hand uh, in the first innings. And we're catching up with Brad Haddon after 11 to learn more about that. Candice Warner? Yes. Yep. yep. Australia 
They've still got to get three more wickets today. Mm. Uh, they which, had a five for for under 200. Yeah, yeah. And, they're just struggling. And just, just couldn't get rid of the tail. Well, Judasia's just uh, having a match to, to remember. I mean, five for in the first innings for Australia, but then he's 66 overnight. Like yeah. They just cannot get him out. And he, look, he's probably there as primarily a bowler, but he's a genuine all-rounder, isn't he? You just have to say he's probably one of the best all-rounders in the world. But then Axar Patel, he is there as a bowler. I know he's been going pretty well with the bat the last couple of you know, months, but he is definitely a bowler. He scored 50. Some um, controversy too about the Indians over there and uh, whether they're doctoring the pitch. Uh, we'll get Brad Haddon's thoughts after 11. Uh, footy's back. Footy's back. NRL trials. And I know they're just trials, but it's nice to have the footy You're back. excited about that, aren't you? I'm a little bit excited. I'll get you out to the trials at Rose Hill on Monday. <laughs> I would actually love that. I do watch the yeah. trials. Do you? Yeah. I actually come. There's an Animo <laughs> trial I'm very interested in. We'll get to that uh, in Richard's tip before 11. Um, but the Warriors smashed the Tigers the other day, 48 to 12. Uh, not to worry, Tigers fans, all your stars were essentially out yeah. of that one. Yeah. Yep. So nothing to worry about there. No. And then we spoke to Wade Graham and uh, the Sharks beat Newcastle 28-16 overnight. And Jackson Hastings, his first outing for, for Newcastle. So it was good to see him. Having a run up there. That's it. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Candice, but your bunnies got done by yeah. Manly 30 to 28. Really? Yeah, mm. Isn't that... A, I, I was wondering when <laughs> we were going to bring listen, that up. That's a lie Don't be sorry, because a lot of our, our players were out. We had, I think, two or three yeah. NRL players You're in worried. there. Uh, it was a dawn of a new era for the Eagles. First match under Seabold, but it was Dion, uh, Dion Tiapa who was absolutely brilliant in the halves for, for the Bunnies, who impressed me. Two tries, one try assist. We had the first. That's what you come up with. It. They, got, <laughs> they got beaten, but he was the star <laughs> no, he, of the show. He was. He was the star. Right. But we had our you're first. You're worried, sin aren't you? Not, she looks not, worried. Not even. No, no, you're worried. Not even worried. Um, there was a first <laughs> sin bin of the NRL season last night. Um, Leon Tehoa. Dangerous tackle on Fletcher Myers, so it did not look good. But the first Simbin, but do you know what we did see in that match? Two sons of younger, uh, of actually, I don't know if I'd say greats, but Matty Johns, he was a great. His son Cooper Johns played for Manly yeah, last yeah. night, and Julian O'Neill's son, Ethan O'Neill, played for the Bunnies. Every time some player's son, you know, is making it a first grade, they're a just, great. You just feel that much older. Oh, mate. You know, you think, geez, I remember. It's only yesterday that they were playing and now they've got sons playing. Well, Penrith are playing in what they're calling a heritage jersey for their uh, World Club Challenge next week. And I had a look at the jersey and they're calling it heritage. I'm only in my early 30s. It's like, no, that's a jersey I had as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. What's that jersey old. look like? Oh, it's one of those great alternate uh, jerseys. What, does it have one of the old sponsors on it? Who no, were? Sanyo back then. Sanyo. Who were absorbed <laughs> by who, Richard? Sanyo absorbed by which uh, telecommunications uh, company? Sony? Uh, no, Panasonic. 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 Okay. So there's a fun got little tidbit in the sports care? update. Yeah. Do we care? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that's, me. That's something. And so desperate are we for footy. Uh, we're taking all the Queensland NRL trials on Triple M tomorrow. So the Dolphins taking on the Cowboys and the Titans taking on the Broncos coverage from six right here on Triple M. Okay, what do we make of the Dolphins? The, this is what I wanted to bring up with you. So last week, essentially, it's, it's your first day, right? Your first day on the job, Wayne Bennett. Uh, they were taking on the Capras, I think. Ended up 24-all uh, up there. He got Nathan Fien to coach the team. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of him going out to coach the team. It's your Why? first day, right. mate. Why? Right. This is like sending on the warm-up act. Right? 100%. Warm up the crowd. Yeah, and yeah. Then the, he comes in like the surgeon. You that's it. His hands that. If you're the, the coach, you're the coach. You can't have a warm up coach. I didn't think so. <laughs> I didn't think so. But apparently what he has. He's like doing a fluffer. Wayne Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Fien, the fluffer of the Dolphins. Uh, and of course, the NRL All Stars match we heard from Wade Graham a little earlier. Uh, Maori and Indigenous coverage from 3 30 at the Savo on Triple M and the listener app. I was interested to get your thoughts on this Adokar, uh, Josh Adokar from the Bulldogs. He was the captain of the Indigenous team last year. He's not playing in this All Stars game. He feels a bit underdone uh, when it comes to his physical fitness. Your thoughts? I think he's putting the the Bulldogs, you know, as a priority, which I think is great if you're a Bulldogs fan. Mm. He's only had, a, I think, three weeks, three or four weeks under his belt. He just isn't ready. And, and I think what we're going to see in this game this afternoon is both teams really going at it. And if he's not 100% fit and mentally right, uh, it's, it's not right. It's not the right thing to do. So I think if you're a Bulldogs fan, you go, you're, you're cheering. It hasn't been a thing 
I don't think in rugby league like it has been in AFL, where the team, the club is put above representative. Yeah. Uh, probably because AFL not an international game as such, but um, and rugby Hang league on. is. We saw it last year with Latrell Mitchell. Uh, I think he was available for that third Origin match, and he said, "No, no, I'm not playing. I'm I'm not up for selection." I, I hope it doesn't catch on. You know, I hope, I hope they don't start placing club above above international or representative footy because I love representative. Footy. Oh, me too. But I but I if you're right, Candice, if you're a Bulldogs fan, you are loving that because they have been languishing the last few years. So it's nice to see the club being put first. It makes me think that they're real serious contenders see, this year. This is this is the this is the virus that starts the disease. This sort of thinking. Are you calling me a? He's called me a virus. <laughs> it's my second day on the job. He's called me a virus. It, they are they are real contenders. And have you seen his mullet? It's a no, serious mullet. It's a serious proper mullet. mullet. I love a yeah. mullet. Proper mullet. Why don't you get one? Why Why would I get a mullet? Yeah, well, you, you know, you love that red carpet and the, the, oh, the mullet right. on the red carpet. I, I hope that's not a euphemism. A red carpet. <laughs> what is doing, Richard? No, I don't mind a like a a mullet. And Dave sported a mullet this year when the, the Thunder played the Sixers. It was only a, a slight mullet. No, it was a mullish. I loved it. Malish, I like that. Look, it shows me Josh Adokar, the Bulldogs, they're here to play this uh, year. And, and it's so early in the year that you can make a case for anything, you know, player recruitment, coaching changes, training behaviours. And on one triple three five three, we want to know what you've seen at your club that make you premiership contenders this year. So Josh Adokar putting the Bulldogs first, growing a sick-ass mullet. Yeah. You, you think that counts? Oh, big time. I do. Right. At least in this case, <laughs> if it begets calls. Yes, I do believe it. That's like going to the races saying, I like that horse. It's got a curly mane. <laughs> that's, that's how I back ah. a winner sometimes, yeah. just by the look of it. If it looks shiny, if it's got a nice yeah. big backside, yeah. I think, oh, You've punted with us a before. winner. One triple three five three. why is your NRL team winning this year? Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Going to get Richard's tip uh, for the races yeah, I don't know. this it's weekend. Before what, what do you mean tip? you don't know? Well, your tip was went better than mine. But that's okay. Last week. That's standard for you. I can hear. Yeah, you know what? I was just about to say. There's someone <laughs> will say that. I didn't expect it to be you, Candice. I wasn't going to bring it up, but it was. I like remark, Richard. No, no, no. Win problems. <laughs> As he pats his chest. One triple three five three. Asking for your calls. Uh, black mark. Look, it's so early in the season. You can make a case for your team, your NRL team, winning the premiership uh, for many reasons, and we want to hear those reasons on one triple three five three. We'll start with Sim in Glenmore Park. Not a, are you a Broncos fan, Sim? I certainly am. Yeah, I've been a Broncos fan since nineteen eighty eight. Do you so, tell people? Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I do, and I cop a bit of flack for it, but it's all good. Right? Why would the Broncos? win this year? Yeah, look, I think it just comes down to the fact that um, the Dolphins are in the competition now, so there's, there's two, potentially two Brisbane teams, so the Broncos aren't going to want to be number two, and they're going to want to prove to their fans that they are the number one Brisbane team, and um, yeah, they're going to do everything they can to make sure that they are the best, and if that means winning the comp, then, then so be it. It's about time they had a second Brisbane team, isn't it? You know, oh. basically, the Broncos have had a free ride for for decades. I worked for a bit up in Brisbane, and they, they are a one-team town, and they thrive they off that. They definitely are. And I yep. think they will work a bit harder this year with yeah. the Dolphins in Not the comp. Not a bad reason. Yeah. Well, Reynolds has got to stay fit. If Reynolds stays fit and healthy, then they'll 100%. make the top eight. All right, Tim from Cambridge Park. Why are your NRL team winning this year? Good morning, guys. How are you going? Good. All right, so don't laugh, but my team's the Warriors. Oh. Um, <laughs> Pause for laughs. All right. Why are <laughs> Sorry, they winning? No. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. No, it's expected. But um, realistically, I think we've got a good chance. Um, now, as a Warriors fan, you know, you've got to say that at the start of the season, you know, just, you know, first couple of rounds, that sort of stuff, see how you go, but. They are the most frustrating side in the league because you look at some of their players, the talent that is there, they, but they just don't seem to be able to sustain the concentration for a full season. Well, that's correct. Um, you know, as long as, you know, Sean Johnson, you know, stays stays on track and all that sort of stuff, we've got a couple of good players coming and that sort of thing. But, you know, if we, if we do well um, and compete, um, you know, and get flogged by the storm by less than 10, I, should, I think we should be all right. You had a great trial, 48-12 to 12 against the Tigers, and there was a moment there uh, Marcelo Montoya absolutely landed Charlie Staines on his ass, and I like that intent, Tim. So I think you're going to have an all right year. Well, I certainly hope so. 
Um, and, but look, we are sorry that you are a Warriors fan. So you're off to the Sydney Kings semi-final at Kudos Bank Arena. Yes, Charlie Staines won't be coming on the show anytime soon. That's for well, sure. he knows he was landed on his ass. Um, plus, you're going to get four co-branded Triple M Sydney and Sydney Kings basketball jerseys. So good on you. It is Triple M's uh, Dead Set Legends. Gordon Tallis was very provocative during the week on our Footy Talk podcast. He gave the prize to a Warriors fan. That's just charity. Well, he was the last caller. That's. <laughs> and I just don't have the time. <laughs> And uh, listen, if you love talk and you love footy, we've combined the two for footy talk on the oh, listener app. Oh, Who came up with that? Yeah, we've got some pretty high-flying executives here. <laughs> um, footy talk every day, uh, Monday to Friday, you're going to get a new podcast on the listener app um, and different ones too. So there's a journal-led one on a Thursday, and then you've got a player-led one with Wade Graham and Woodsy on a Tuesday. Can I just say, I saw Woodsy this week in the studio. He is looking Fit. He's looking trim. He is looking the fittest I've ever seen him. So I think he's going to have a good Good looking season. guy, isn't he? No, I was just saying he's looking fit. <laughs> Tell you, he's a good looking Connor Watson came in the other day. Really? Good looking fella. Really? Yeah. How did you judge that? His face. Uh, Listen, I just wanted to say how bone fit structure. Woodsy was looking. Nothing about... You haven't their... got a thing for Woodsy? I don't have a thing for Woodsy. No, I have a thing for Woodsy. Do you? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> He was stop, just stop looking this trim. conversation right here. Uh, on Wednesday is the Gordon Tallis footy talk uh, with Ben Dobbin and usually featuring on the uh, the Queensland teams. But uh, the CBA player dispute came up. And stay with us because I know it's an intensely boring subject and it's dragging on. But uh, Gordon Tallis said something very provocative. Now, if you missed the story, uh, an, N- an NRL executive was sprung uh, with a recording device uh, between the RLPA and the uh, NRL players. Right. So it's, it's, it wasn't just a recording. A lot of meetings are recorded. They say minutes, re- recording yes. it for the minutes. Yeah. You know? um, no, it was, it was illegal. The they were players, unaware yes. that this was right. being recorded. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, now that executive faces the sack and everyone was sort of on, uh, on the side of, you know, that, that executive getting the sack, except Gordon Tallis, who is off the players, said this on Footy Talk during the week. You would only be worried if you're getting recorded if you're saying something wrong. Yeah, but if, if you're going po- and negotiating and someone records it, it's a negotiation. Who cares? The game doesn't survive without the players. And the players have the come players out and said... The players don't survive without the fans. And at the moment, they're pissing the fans off. That's the question. Are the players pissing the fans off? I, I, I don't know. It depends what sort of fan you are. If you're into all this stuff, yeah, you well might be. I don't know that the average I'm, fan is even that, off. that worried about it. Would you like it to end, though? Because I'm sick of hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, I would like it to end, but I'm not pissed off. No, uh, neither am I. You know, going back to what we were talking about, about that meeting being recorded, I think Talis was saying, you know, if you've got nothing to hide, who cares? But the NRO, they, they've done the wrong thing. They've absolutely done the wrong thing. Well, that and, one person has. And, yeah, that and the one NRL person, might not necessarily no, have known. No, but that one person, if they weren't doing the wrong thing, why didn't they make the recording that they, you know, the players and the officials aware? So I think it's, it's, yeah, I think Talis may have got it wrong there. At what point do you just get into a room, nut it out, however long it takes, which is what should have happened already? Well, that's, that's nice. I've been in a few extended, dragged out negotiations Sometimes one side wants to turn it into a war of attrition. Right. So that the other side just gives up, capitulates and goes along. Well, you know, if you're going to put on a good negotiation, you can't fall into that trap. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Uh, Richard's tip, no black marks against these tips today, uh, where we have a look at your best of the day around the country racing-wise. Last week, really unlucky with Banana Queen. Oh, yes. Got yeah, to... You're loving saying that, aren't you? No, I'm I was not. really unlucky. You know? I'm not. I was on. I had a few peanuts uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, on the oh, nose, oh, right. and it had one until it had not one, and that, right. that was very disappointing. Right. But you were very close with Banana Queen. Uh, what is your best this week? Well, I'm going to go in, in, in Sydney in the big race, the Apollo Stakes. Now, it's not the biggest prize money race. The biggest prize money race is the English Millennium, which is a $2 million two-year-old race. Wow. But, but they're all two-year-olds having their second start, maybe their third. A lot of them, you know, not even that. And um, I, I'm going to go to the Wait for Age race, the Apollo Stakes. It's, it's the quality race. Yep. And I'm going to go... Uh, Animo's going to be very hard to beat. Like, he's, he's a champion. He's mm. a superstar. He's a dollar seventy. You know, no fun backing Animo at a dollar seventy. Is it a heavy track or? No, no. There'll just be, a, I think, just, I can't remember what they put it up. It was a good four this morning. Good four this morning. Good four this morning. Good four it was this soft morning. five yesterday afternoon. Yes. Yeah. 
So with a dry night, good for that. But it will have a little bit of give in the ground, which is which is lovely, right? Perfect at this time of year. So if you don't back Animo, I reckon you go with a horse from the Wallace stable that I know they've got a good opinion of, really good opinion of. Number nine, El Bodigon. I like this. How much right? is it paying? He's at $9 at the moment. Ooh, right? juicy odds. Mm. Now, he's not a 1,400-metre horse. I think he's definitely a 2,000-metre horse. But they've given him solid trials. He'll be fit today. Whether he's quite sharp enough, but I reckon, look, he might not be able to beat Animo, but maybe if you put him in a trifecta or a Quinella. Quinella, I like that. Or Quinella, each way. You could just back him each way. Correct. You could do that. I, I reckon he'll give you a, a, a bit of a thrill. A good sight. Yeah, good sight. That's I, a, I, was, um, I was invested over the spring a little bit. El Bodegon placed every time, um, so not a bad horse. Well, he, he was doing things wrong in the spring because mm. uh, I, I stand next to Chris and Charlie Duckworth for hours every day. And they said he was, you know, he was not behaving at the barriers. He was doing things just being a bit of a fool. And they think that's sort of all out of him now. He's focused. Now, a couple of questions I had, because uh, I like doing the form. I like having a look at it. One of the feature races over in Melbourne is the CF Or I don't mind Tuvalu in that one. Yeah, Your thoughts? good chance. Good chance, Tuvalu. I mean, I, I don't follow the, the Melbourne racing as closely as I should. That's partly because of the war between New South Wales and Victoria. Yeah. It's sort of not on the same channel. But um, he would have a good chance. I saw the Animo uh, trial because I'm a tragic Candace Warner. I was looking yeah. at, I watched the trials. <laughs> uh, Fireburn. Um, watches the trial. <laughs> Fireburn was rattling home uh, yeah. in the Animo trial. And it's racing today. I think it's race six or seven. It's at 10 bucks. Yeah. First look, up. Fireburn, former uh, Golden Slipper winner. Does love the sting out of the ground. Now, probably would have liked that track to stay in the soft range, not get into the good range. But there'll still be enough sting in the ground, uh, sting out of the ground, enough mm. softness in the ground for her to perform at her best. So, Richard, you kind of just been sitting on the fence. I just want a winner. I just Pick told you how to get a winner. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't help you any more than that. I reckon if you take Animo and El Bodigon and maybe take a few horses to run third, box four of them or something like oh, that, so, or so, take a quinella. So back every horse in the race. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am actually sorry for that. <laughs> apologising for that. I'm apologising. No, no, please don't apologise <laughs> no, for me. I'm serious. Deadly. He's having a real go. Well, He's having a go there, Candice. I'm trying to get a dollar for people who don't want to invest a fortune. Yeah, you can go and back Animo, right? Okay, I go straight out Animo at a dollar seventy. So you just You've said got the money. Back every horse in the race, basically. He said back two in the race. No, he said <laughs> and box them in the Quinella. Yeah, it's well, very different. Still, well, I don't care. I just want a winner. Just one. It's just been a long Animo. time. Okay, going back the champ. All right, Done. I will. It's just been a long time, Candice, since someone stood up for Richard. So I just feel like I okay. had to do that. Token. It's, it's a token gesture for him. In a way, I'm just sitting here. You know, I can hear you. <laughs> 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 Keep it off here. Uh, Triple M's Dead Set Legends, uh, Brad Haddon joining us after 11 to have a look at that uh, first test against Australia and India. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Will you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. Big old second hour, uh, Brad Haddon having a look at the uh, test against the Aussies in India over on the subcontinent. Uh, there's been some claims of cheating on uh, India's behalf, so we're going to get Brad Haddon's thoughts on that very shortly. Um, Candice's quiz returns uh, this hour. Sting tickets up for the grabs for the winner. Ooh, only give good prizes away here. That's it. And if you drive a fancy car, you're going to hate Richard's list of grievances uh, before the end of the show. And the Super Bowl, well, that's on Monday. We already previewed it last week with Ben Graham, uh, an Aussie that's played, well, the first Aussie to play in the Super Bowl. If you missed it, uh, this was his tip for the game. Oh, this is a great matchup. They're the number one seeds in their respective conferences. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. He was banged up two weeks ago in the Jaguars' win, but he got through the game okay against the Bengals. Oh, they're a formidable offense, the Chiefs, but the Eagles have probably been the best team throughout the season. They... They had a 13-1 and record before Jalen Hurts went out with a shoulder injury, uh, but he came back. They've won their way through to the Super Bowl, but they're great on both sides of the ball. A uh, defensive end that will cause all sorts of havoc, and they've got a great running game, which I think is important. But I think I've been on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs all year, Ooh. and they're such a good team. They're back to the Super Bowl, second Super Bowl in three years. They've won one, they've lost one, but I think they're due again. So he reckons the Chiefs. But have you heard the conspiracy theory this week? Oh, this will be good. Yeah, I know it'll be good for you because you yeah. love conspiracy theories. You both mm -hmm. do. Um, apparently the script's been leaked. What? 
For the Super Bowl, the script's been like It's not rorted. Uh, it's a fixed match, is it? There's a former Texan player on a podcast uh, this week that said that all NFL games are rigged. All oh, right. That's what he said on the podcast. Oh, that's him saying that. That's not me. Do okay. you know that both these sides have played each other this year, um, both winning one each, and the scores have been the exact same score in both those games? I think mm. he's right. I think Mahomes, he's the one that's good. He'll be, he'll be creative. I mean, he has you know, set the agenda the whole year. He's he'll be creative in the game. I, I reckon the, the game goes with the with the quarterback. Well if you've seen the script, that's not how it goes. Well Richard. see this is why the script is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently script... well the Eagles get up thirty seven thirty four in the script. Oh that's what it says. And so. does the script talk about the halftime entertainment, who's gonna perform with Rihanna, any yeah. anything like is that? Is it gonna be a wardrobe malfunction? Do we also know what colour Gatorade is going to be poured on the winning coach? Yeah. Because there's some really well, good seen odds all on that. that in his dream. I didn't write the script. Because there's some really good odds on that. And if you think that the um, it's going to be water, well, you can get paid 10, 10 bucks for your dollar. Or, you know, there's odds for absolutely everything. So I'd like to see if this script sort of how yeah. accurate it Plays is. Plays out. Yeah. Have you heard about the Drake curse? I hate the Drake. <laughs> Rapper Drake, whoever he bets on usually in sporting matches, loses. He's a cooler. Well, he's also paying $2 to perform alongside Rihanna. Really? Nope. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. dropped 700K, 700K on the Chiefs. Yeah, he's a proper cooler. Yeah, like you are. You're a <laughs> no, bit of a cooler. No, no, I worked with a cooler once yeah, yeah, on a I radio station. Brendo's like, Brendo's like, what is a cooler? You don't a know cooler. what a cooler is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a mild. Takes the heat he's off. A, he's a Jonah. Yeah. Yeah. He just, no, the cooler just, whatever they bet on, you just get on something else. Yeah. Because they just, if they sit at a, at, at a poker table, leave. Right, because you'll You're start losing. You're a cooler with your tips. Not that's, this week. Nice. Not this that's week, nice. though. He's on. That's nice. What My tip should have won last week. It Didn't you say? Yeah. But anyway, unclean. enough about your tips. Yeah. All right. So anyway, the Eagles will win because Drake is on the Chiefs. <laughs> hot one out there today, so stay cool. A hot one over in India as well, where the Aussies are facing an uphill battle in their first test against India. Uh, India are currently 144 runs in front in the first innings, three wickets in hand. Uh, for the latest, as we move into day three, joined by former Aussie Gloveman Brad Haddon, who you can also hear on Listener's Willow Talk podcast. Morning, Hads. Morning, all. How you going? Good, Hads. We're great. Now, this match... It sort of tipped in their favour a little bit, and their tail did the real damage, didn't it? They, it? It wagged much harder than the Australians perhaps anticipated. Yeah, it did. It, we got ourselves into quite a pickle. The one thing they did do, they, they kept competing, um, the, the Aussies, right out through the day. But the, the big problem we had was we just didn't get enough runs in, in that first innings. But the wicket hasn't played as many tricks as um, everyone first thought. It's keeping low. So they got the opportunity to, to bat big when they get... Um, the chance to have a bat, but they've got to find a way to get this tail out. Hads, like you said, we've got to get Jadeja out. He's currently 66 off 170 and doing such a brilliant job. Looks like the Australians will go into bat uh, later on today. What do they need to do differently from what they did in that first innings? I think all all they need to do um, differently is is it's so hard to start. If they can get through those first 20 balls, then all of a sudden batting comes easy. We've seen Marnus and, and Steve... See Smith, that was probably the big partnership there where they needed to, to capitalise and get big hundreds. If they get big hundreds there, all of a sudden we can put some scoreboard pressure back on India. But once you get in, um, 30s and 40s aren't good enough. You've got to go those big hundreds to put pressure back on India. Because they had uh, Rohit Sharma, they had him out, you know, in a controllable area of the match, if you know what I mean. The score wasn't out of control, but... Once, um, once they once they got down into the tail, and you've got a player like Ravindra uh, Jadeja, and then Patel, who's basically a bowler who can bat a bit, scoring fifty, that that really hurt. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but Jadeja frustrates me. He he's been a thorn in our side for <laughs> so long, whether it be with the ball or the bat. But the one thing that was hard is they had to have in out fields when the tail came in. You had to protect the scoreboard because they got so far in in front of the game because we had no runs in, in that first inning. So it, it's, it was hard um, to get the mix right where you're trying to attack, but you're try, also trying to save the game where you don't have to bat as big in the second innings. But I, I think they'll rectify that. I, I think there's enough uh, experience in that batting um, lineup. They've seen the wicket now. There's not that many demons, and, and they've just got to 
whoever gets in has just got to go really big. Now, you mentioned uh, Jadeja is frustrating. He's frustrating me for uh, for other reasons, this test. A mystery ointment. Yeah, so mystery ointment applied to his spinning finger at one point. Nothing's really been mentioned since. And then there was speculation of pitch doctoring as well. And these sort of claims just seem to be falling by the wayside and no one's sort of investigating it. Why? Uh, well, the first one with the, the ointment on the, the finger for pain relief, that, that was investigated by the match referee, mm-hmm. um, and he was happy with the explanation there. Um, to be honest, it, it didn't look great. Um, we had a couple of cameras looking at it. It didn't look like he put anything on the ball. And the, the one thing, though, if you are doing that, whether you're doing anything with the fingers or, or near the ball, you should do that in front of the umpire. Yeah. Um, then that takes all the uncertainty of, of it out and, and a lot of the, the corridor talk about what was happening. Um, and the wicket, to, to me, yes, it looked different to, to what we expect in Australia, but it's been a typical Indian wicket. Um, it, it's kept low, it's off a turn, which you expect in, in the subcontinent. It hasn't gone through the top as much as we first thought. So I don't think that um, pitch doctoring... Um, uh, is coming to play. It's just different to what we're used to at home. We have to talk about Todd Murphy's taking a Pfeiffer on debut. He's looking really, really good over there. He's been outstanding. Um, he, he's The one thing I've noticed with, with Todd, he's only played four first-class games, but he looks like he's learning as the game goes on. Um, he hasn't played that much um, test cricket. And speaking to – or much first-class cricket, sorry, but speaking to everyone, the one thing in his favour, he's a really quick learner, and, and that's what we've seen. You you talk a lot about the square seam or, or Nathan Lyon comes over the back of the ball, but he's got that square seam like the days where he's challenging the stumps and, and he's been nothing short of outstanding. The other talking point, obviously, is Travis had been mm. dropped before the, the match even started. He's been one of our best over the last you know 12 months. Um, did that work? Was it a failure? Should they have left him in? What do you think? Oh, it's, it's open to, to debate, but if you have a look at, Travis Head's record over in the subcontinent. It's been been poor for some time. And I don't think this decision was made on the eve of the test match. Uh, this decision, if you read George Bailey's quotes, this would be coming for some time. I don't think he's he's lost to this series. I, I think he, they'll give him some time to, to play in the nets, get a game style um, that can suit him. Even another thing they could have done with, with Travis Head, he's put him up to to three and let him take the game on. Move Marnus and Steve Smith down one in the batting order. They're our best players to spin, and, and, and that's the toughest time to bat. And, and give Head the opportunity to play that um, sort of free-flowing game and, and momentum-changing game at number three. All right. Well, uh, India will resume at day three, 144 runs in front, three weeks in hand in the first innings. Brad Haddon, I'm sure you'll be watching intently. Thanks for joining us this morning on Dead Set Legends. Anytime. Have a good one. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, a sports update next. The scores from overnight. And Venus Williams has claimed one of her favourite tennis stars is, well, is an Aussie. She's having a laugh. Barely a tennis player, this fella. Barely a tennis player. And we'll get to it in the sports update. Okay. Next. Yeah. <laughs> I smell I, I smell there's, there's more to this. Story. There's more to the story. <laughs> yeah. It's got a hook and people are hopefully hanging around. <laughs> If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Few scores to rattle through in the cricket stumps on day two. India lead Australia by 144 runs with three wickets still in the shed. We spoke to Brad Haddon a little early, didn't we, Candice? Yeah, we did. So it's not all lost for the Australian cricket team. Hopefully we can get Jadeja out pretty early today and then our Australian batters will go in today. Um, yeah, it, we are a little bit behind, but... Mm. Anything's possible. Anything's Pat, possible. Pat Cummings. I don't think he's bowling as well since he's been captain. Ooh. There you go. That's a hot take. Uh, it was only a matter of time before someone said that. Probably someone said that three months ago, but. That's your know. opinion, not mine, though, Richard. Richard's oh, hot take. Of course. You, you will have no opinion on this, will you? I will have no. No, I won't. It's hard for you, too. But I take your hot take. Yeah. I'm really trying to make. I'm trying to bet in hot take. Richard's I, hot I think, take. I, I, I think he's a fantastic bowler. I think he's a capable captain, I think there are better options. For it's hard to be a captain. It I is would... hard to be a captain, especially if you're a bowler. I can't imagine yeah, being we, able We to... are talking about a, a, a wickets that's turning. So he's a fast bowler. Todd Murphy, though, Pfeiffer on debut. Mm. And I've actually Quick got subject a... change no, there. I've got you know, interesting... <laughs> quickly, I have quick, a yeah. very interesting stat for you. All four members of Australia's bowling attack at the moment for this game have all now taken five wicket haul on their test debut. That's a good stat. 
Very good start. Good, good research. Uh, in See the, how she did that? She's the master of yeah, it. Yeah, just complete turning tables. Change. No, I like. No. I just do my research. Sorry, Richard. No, no, no. It's not about that. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it is. It, Sorry, it is Richard, now. but I'm studious. Uh, yeah. Uh, the yeah. NRL trials kicked off this week uh, in Sydney, at least. The Warriors down the Tigers 48 to 12. A lot of the Tigers stars out, though, so don't be too uh, forlorn about that. Tigers fans, the Sharks down the ninth, 28 to 16. And your mob, Candace Warner, got done 30 to 28 by Manly. Yes. Yeah, not a big deal. <laughs> no, of course not. No, it's uh, not. No, not worried. No, nah, of course all not. our star yeah. players are over yeah. playing in the All Stars All Stars match. Okay, Cody Walker captaining the side. Yes, he is. And speaking of the All Stars match, Maori and did that. Yeah, I saw. Him. She's yeah. very good at it. Great segue. <laughs> Maori and Indigenous uh, coverage from three thirty this afternoon on Triple M and the Listener app. The Dragons are taking on St Helens as well at Wynn Stadium. That's eight o'clock tonight. That'll be good. That'll be a good one. That's, of course, in the lead-up to the World Club Challenge, which is next week, Penrith and Helens. Uh, we'll try and get a Penrith player on or something for that one. Okay. Um, We're always you'd, vulnerable. You'd know one for sure. <laughs> Do I know one? <laughs> know them all. Bloody love my Panthers. Yeah. Not a bandwagon. Do they know you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There's a lot of at-the-fence at training gear. <laughs> Edwards. Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> Um, the Western Sydney Wanderers taking on Sydney FC in the Sydney Derby tonight. That's at Combank Stadium. And uh, these things pass through my desk uh, this week. Just a couple of topics we wouldn't usually get to. Venus Williams inexplicably named Aussie Burnatomic as one of her favourite current players what? in the tennis. <laughs> get out of here. What about that? Bernie's barely professional tennis player. He's 435th either. in the world, Richard. Really? That, yeah. And that's improved from 660th, yeah. which he was before that. I think I'm 330th. <laughs> that's what I mean. That is. <laughs> I find this very odd. Uh, yeah, I, why? Th- I, f- I find this a bit of a, oh, a slap in the face to, to Kyrgios. Yeah, and you, you bring up Kyrgios. I smelt Kyrgios all over this. Because, you know, I'm a big fan of Kyrgios, as, yeah, of course. as we all know. Yeah. But he played doubles with Venus Williams. Yeah, how did that end? At Wimbledon in in 2021, um, sh- I think Kyrgios pulled out of that. Yeah, well, did he? Yeah. And but now, is, now Venus is... is bringing up Tomic, Interesting. who Kyrgios hates. I find this bizarre. I, I find this is very unusual. I find it even weird that she even knows who Bernard Tomic is. Oh, yeah. She would never, he would never have been on her radar. No. And yet... The, the the one person that it, if you said to Nick Kyrgios, which Australian player do you really not, you know, have much time for? Tomic would be his first choice. Yeah. It's like saying you love horse racing and then saying Mr. Ed I is your like, favourite all. I feel like we need to <laughs> watch, watch this space. Yeah. I feel like there's there's more I way see the, more to this. There's gonna be a comment from Nick. Of course there will be. There will be, for sure. He can't help himself. We'll address it next week. And LeBron James in the NBA became the all time top scorer during the week, uh, 38,390. Wow. That's a lot. Goat? No, it makes him the top point scorer of all time. It doesn't make him the goat. Okay. So not the goat? No. Uh, no there's no. so many. I'd still say he beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'd still say he's Michael a Jordan? Yeah, Michael Jordan. And, and that's Magic not Johnson? Just... Not the goat? Oh, he was pretty good. But that's what I mean. There's more argument, I guess, for those players in NBA because there were so many. So many. He's obviously the top point he's, scorer. He's just, yeah. <laughs> and there's no debating that because he scored the most points. Yes. Uh, John Mellencamp on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. What was it, Richard? How did it go? John Coo- Johnny Cougar. Yeah. John Cougar. Mm-hmm. John Cougar Mellencamp. Mm-hmm. John Mellencamp. Yeah. That was the transition. Make up your mind, mate. I don't know where I saw him, though. I saw him about three times, but I reckon it was all around that Scarecrow album time. You know, I don't know right who he, so who he was. So you a mega fan. I was a bit at the time. Three yeah. times. That's a bit excessive. Yeah, well, he's not that good. used to get free tickets. Oh my God, that explains it. Now let's do this. We used to train horses Ladies for the promoter. They say knowledge is power. Well, oh, no. power me up. Is this one again? time on Triple M's Dead Set Legends 4, Candace's Queen. How does it work, Candace? Okay, so. I lose. That's how it works. <laughs> the caller, who is John today. Uh, John, how are you going? Thanks. Great to get on the award winning quiz. Absolutely. John gets it. He knows he's collecting. So this is how it works. John will take on Richard. Whoever gets the most questions right wins. It's pretty simple. Congratulations, John. Thanks, Richard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Richard. The greatest quiz ever. Thank you, John. (laughs) I'm going to try and make you win today, but let's see how we go. Richard, New Zealand um, Maori Kiwis versus Australian Indigenous All-Stars match kicks off in Rotorua. 
Rotorua. Rotorua. Close. <laughs> Today, what city was it held in in 222? <laughs> Have another Sorry. go. <laughs> Have another go. Sorry. I'm just you you got to stop drinking those green drinks in here. <laughs> I've had a green juice and it's so yeah. cold it's froze my tongue. You were looking for last year, <laughs> last year. which was 2022. Yep. yep. Sydney. <laughs> Townsville, I think. No, it was Sydney. What well was done. You? Richard. <laughs> Did you oh, laugh, Brendan? Oh, that's Richard's question. Sorry. No, what's, what's Did you laugh, Sorry, Brendan? Hang on. What is going on with this quiz? All right. So All I'm right. in front. Well done, Richard. John, you could be the first loser in the history of this quiz. All right, John, what is the name of the Sydney player set to play for the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl on Monday morning? Mileta? Yes. The South Sydney player. Yes, good work, John. One all. Richard, Western Sydney Wanderers are playing Sydney FC tonight. Mm. Where do the Wanderers sit on the A-League ladder? Second. Oh, my gosh. It's close. You're wrong. It's third. (laughs) Great delight. Damn. Great delight. All right, John. LeBron James broke the all-time NBA point-scoring record this week, overtaking Michael Jordan. True or false? Oh, it's just in our sports update. True. True. No, it's false. It's just in our sports update, John. He overtook Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This could be a 1-0 score. All right. Wow. All right, this is close. I like a close contest. I'm getting sting tickets. (laughs) No, you don't. Okay. Richard, this week, who did Venus Williams surprisingly list as one of her favourite players? Now, who would that be? I don't know. Would it be Bernie Tomic? Oh, no. I get the tickets! Oh, no. no, 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 you don't get the tickets. John, Yes. you need to the get this question right yeah. to then do the extra question. Okay, yep. the NRL preseason trials kicked off on Thursday. The Rabbitohs and Sea Eagles played last night. Who won? Uh, seagulls. Yes. All right. Bite so two, Yeah, absolutely. All right. So this is it. It's an extra question time. Okay, maybe I'm not getting those. This is tiebreaker. Yeah, this is, this is, Oof. this is good. Okay. So your name will be your buzzer. All right then. Okay. Who is the headline act for the Super Bowl? Richard. Half- John. <gasps> oh, Beyonce. No. Oh, God. No, Richard. You, Richard. <laughs> first of all, Richard buzzed in first and you're wrong, John. <laughs> So that's not great. Richard? Rihanna? Yes! Oh. <laughs> I'm getting the tickets! I'm getting the tickets! Oh, well right. done. Richard's so, off to sting. Richard, <laughs> you can't actually have the tickets. Richard, would you like to what gift... What do you mean I can't have the Richard, tickets? would you like to gift your sting tickets to John? No! <laughs> Come on, Richard. I'll take your tip. I'll back your tip. I don't care. <laughs> Come on. I'm going. This is oh. not supposed to happen. Yeah, all right, have the tickets then. Okay, you're off to Sting, off John. To... Thanks for Go calling, on, John. John. Thank this you. Is, this, is re- this really sucks, this quiz. But you won. No if, one can take that away from sting... you. You won. And okay. still lost. But can I say, if the Sting concert wasn't coming up this week, we probably would have had a prize that would carry carry on. Carry over? Carry over, but sorry, Richard. Someone's got to go to Sting and it ain't you. This is why I hate this quiz. (laughs) You can win and still lose. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. All the big names. Big names. I'd like to hear some more opinions. Strong opinions. Just be careful of splinters if you choose to sit on the fence. Imagine the splinters. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. Yes, indeed. And the UFC is back in Australia for UFC 284 in Perth. Candice Warner. Yeah, this is um, one that I'm really looking forward to. And this sold out in a matter of minutes. Mm. Um, Alex Volkanovsky, this is going to be just an incredible fight. We know he's dominated featherweight division. Um, he's been undefeated over 22 fights in a, in, in a 10-year span. So impressive. He, absolutely impressive. But Massive. he's got a big job ahead of him. It's, um, it's very hard, isn't it, to be holding the crown in two divisions in that sport. Mm. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So he'll be taking on Russian lightweight champion Islam Makachev. Uh, Mayachev, yes. Mayachev, yep. So he'll be taking him on um, and having to go up a weight division. So, How much does that matter? Oh, well, I, I think it's... History says it matters. Mm. It's very hard to do. Only a few fighters have ever done it. Well, only seven fighters in UFC history... Um, have held championships in two divisions, but even fewer have reigned across two divisions at the same time. Uh, if Volkanovski wins, he'll be joining the likes of Conor McGregor, who was the first person to do that. Um, but 
this has been massive, massive for Australia, and he's on track to steal Conor McGregor's pay-per-view crown down under, which is... Unbelievable. Like, wow. It is unbelievable. And he's a super local boy, too. He's from Wollongong. What did we learn? He's ex-concreter. What did we learn? Ex-concreter. And played prop for the Warilla Gorillas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm back at him. Yeah, no, he's... Look, he's such a, a, a fantastic role model. He's one of those... He's just hardworking. He gets a job done. Uh, and he's already in talks to headline a second blockbuster UFC fight in this country later this year. So, you know, that that's really good news. Unreal. Well, this one is UFC 284, Mayachev versus Volkanovski. It is live on main event on KO and Foxtel tomorrow, 2 p.m. is when you can catch that. Uh, we're finishing the show right after this with Richard's the, A List of Grievances. If you drive a fancy car, I reckon you're about to cop it. Yeah, don't give it away. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Richard's list of grievances. <sighs> what do we got this week? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know why they do it. It perplexes me. People who go out and spend $400,000 or more on an incredibly low-slung sports car. Mm. That's got a motor in it that could take you from zero to 100 in 2.8 seconds. Oh, less than that. And then sit at the lights with it running at about, you know, 1,500 revs because that's the lowest it can go. Mm. And then roar off the lights to 60 kilometres an hour. Because you can't drive them faster than that anywhere. Very true. You can't drive them on the freeway. You can't drive them on the highway. You can't drive them on country roads because of the mobile speed cameras. So what are you doing? So what's your grievance? Is it the fact that people go and buy a $400,000 car or is it the fact that they rev and they, you know, sprint off the line? What is the problem? Yes. So is it both all of the, all of the above? Right. Why would you spend that sort of money on a car to sit at the lights, revving it, roaring up to 50 kilometres an hour and then putting along at 50 kilometres an hour? Why? Why you can do that in any car? At what set of lights did this happen to you, Richard? I thought the exact mm. same thing. You've had a run-in with, with ze- someone in a sports car that's ze- younger than you. The zebra crossing in Balmain? Yeah. More attractive <laughs> than you. I've seen it twice. Twice? Different cars. Uh, different blokes. Okay. Both of them were bald. What, is, what does that say? I don't know, Brendan. You tell me. Well, uh, what I would say as being a bald man is that they're trying to <laughs> fill the void Is this your professional opinion? Left by their hair, yes. <laughs> left by their hair or left with... By no, something else. Uh, what, are you saying small appendages? Yes, that's exactly what I'm really? saying. Really? Well, in my case, I've got both. And I would say... <laughs> These poor guys have been analysed by you two, <laughs> not me. I just threw it out there. Right? It's, just... it's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. We'll why? catch you next why week. Why do they do it? You know why. <laughs>